Going once, going twice, sold to the man over there in the corner. Josh, that is what you'll hear if you use Jealous Craig Ballarat. Sold. Sold. If you are selling your house, you will hear sold. And you'll see it yes. on the sign. Sold. And you know what they'll help you do if you're buying? They'll help you buy the yeah, house as yeah. well. Buy the house. Jealous Craig Ballarat, they're going to help you sell, they're going to help you buy, they're going to help you rent, all of it, okay? In Ballarat, Jealous Craig, they're the ones you want to go to. Jealous Craig. Ballarat. Josh. First of many, I hope, for uh, the Unusual Podcast, we have a person who has achieved great heights, quite literally. Um, Jane Canazay, who has climbed Mount Everest. It's a pleasure to have you on today, Jane. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, we, we just spoke about how we got to this point, but we've, we're usually like in the realm of like a few footy players, some TikTokers. Yep. What else do we got, Sam? Like uh, Junos. Junos. And we're like, nah, we want to be at people that are climbing the highest peaks in the world. And we thought, who better than Jane to come in? <laughs> because this is one of the highest peaks that you'll ever experience <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. on the Unusual Podcast. Oh, yeah. I was say, there's no higher peaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when, how are you, first of all? And um, I think you just got back from a little, another little adventure. Yeah, what was so that? I just went to New Zealand last week to, strangely enough, do a little bit more training. For what? How can you train when you've already played the grand final? It's <laughs> always so next year, isn't yeah. it? So I'm you're going to do it again. Yeah, oh, exactly it. right. Yeah. Now, what are you training for? Uh, well, so that trip was to do some ice climbing, but worked out we're a little bit early in the season. So the ice climbing that we did on Everest, yeah, we would have what's called a Juma, which is a device that you hold in your hand and it just goes up a fixed line. So this was an endeavour to use just two ice picks in your hands. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, just oh. like hard to see on radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two hands, like People, you're spiking I'm a wall. Well, don't worry, we've got phones. So <laughs> I'll end up saying this. Yeah. That's a bit scary to me. Yeah. Um, I've got a fear of heights mm-hmm. and like I saw a photo, I think of a, is it, what is it called? A, a crevasse. Yes. There's a photo that I think you and Gabby shared or something and I saw that crevasse in on Everest and I thought that is my nightmare. How was it going over something like that? Yeah, so that took a bit of training to get to that point and I found the end of it actually what I really loved. So sometimes you've got to think, you've got to put yourself in a mindset going, right, when I walk along, I yeah. don't often just fall over. Yeah. So if I'm walking on a ladder, I shouldn't just fall off it. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. So true. So you've got a line that's holding you, so even if you do topple over, that's your plan B. Yeah. You just haul you back up again. Um, but yeah, it takes a bit of training because you're doing it in massive boots and crampons, so you got spikes on your feet. Unbelievable. Um, but the Sherpa I climb with, Pasung, he would put like one foot in the middle of the ladder and jump to the other side. He didn't trust the ladders, whereas I would be one foot, one foot, one foot. And occasionally you'd get to a crevasse with no ladder, so you'd have to jump it. Oh! Yeah. So if you miss, like, this sounds really silly. If you miss, mm-hmm. well, what would happen? What happens? Yeah. So I wouldn't be having no, my interview today. So you're, you obviously no. got So that it. sounds yeah. like a stupid question, but that's yeah. how no, risky so you are, it is. No, you are on a safety line. Okay. So there is a line that's holding you. And uh, again, Pasung would always be the gentleman. He'd put the hand out for me yeah. and he would grab my hand. What a man. What a man. And Josh, yeah. um, you mentioned before Gabby. So yes. Gabby's your daughter yes. who you did 
Everest is that yes, correct? Yes, That's so, quite the mother-daughter bonding session. It right was there. pretty intense, yeah. So she she started on this uh, journey when she was a teenager, so she had to be with an adult, with yep. a guardian. So I was quite happy to put my yeah. hand up. I'm a bit Oddly, of a nutter. Oddly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so by the time we finally got there last year, we were going to go in 2020, but everyone's yeah. holiday got cancelled. Yeah, um so we went last year, which was actually really good because she was 19 and so she was just more mature and she she was the one dragging me up. Wow. So, so how long were you actually like – so I dare say this might sound like another – so I'm pretty new to the old Everest thing. Yeah, we're, 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 coming, <laughs> we're coming from a complete area of yeah, – That's where I was five years ago. Yeah, yeah curiosity but also – Mis- not misinformation, no information. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll be asking some pretty simple questions. It's <laughs> all good. So did you start? Do you start at base camp? Is that where you start? Yeah. And so from base camp to to the top to back down, how long was that whole journey? So that journey is four days on your summit push, and a couple of days to get down. But you're at base camp for about for us it was four weeks, what? and you go up the mountain another two journeys. So they're called rotations and that's what's getting your body acclimatized. Yeah, acclimatized to that altitude and low air pressure. So you go up to camp one through the ice fall, camp one, sleep, touch camp two, come back, sleep at one, go up to camp two, sleep, come all the way down back to base camp. Then you do that again. How's that mentally? Because you're like, we're already going to, we've done this, now we're going back down and then we're going to have to do Do it it again. again. Yeah. So you'd know beforehand that the mountain is just, it's all stages. So if you sit at base camp and you look at the summit, you just your brain would be the same place your brains are, just going, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. So it's all stages. It's camp one, camp two, camp three. And even the day we were supposed to be touching camp three, I saw Gabby on the day before that and she was coming down. I was heading up and I just said, oh, this mountain's got the better of me. Mm-hmm. This is yours now. Mm-hmm. And, and the next day woke up, had my mojo. And then the same thing on our summit push, going from camp three to four, I thought that had done me. Um, even though I'd been at that altitude before in training because we did another 8,000 peak, I got to camp four and had a little little mum cry. Oh, you would. <laughs> you, you do would. when you're with your daughter. It was always the scariest thing watching mum cry. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like, oh, no. she never cries. You know, what's happening here? <laughs> like, is it me? Is it the kids? Yeah. Is it what else is going on? What is it like when you're breathing in that air at that altitude? And so it just slows you down yeah. a lot. So you, um, yeah, you talk slower, you move slower. The earlier 8,000 peak we did was called Choyu in Tibet. We did that in 2019. Um, and Gabby got to the summit of that one about 30 minutes before me. And I could see her on the summit. She could see me approaching, and it's like you go step, 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 step. Mm-hmm. <sighs> breathe up. Breathe, step, step, step. So she's there going, come on, Mum, just get here. And I'm looking at her going, I just can't get closer any faster. So that's the feeling that you have. But I found I didn't notice that much as actually on the summit push. So once I left Camp 4, which is called the South Coal, yeah. I left camp. I was the first one that evening that left, and so I just had this fire in my belly, particularly when I got you know, halfway up the balcony, around eight and a half thousand meters, going. It's not a person on person on earth with their feet as high as me, Pasung and Lupka, right now. So, yeah, yeah there was Pretty no turning cool. back. That is bit, a, that's yeah. cool to think about, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, that motivates you. Oh, absolutely. Now, t- talk about motivation, and yeah. we're going to do our very own little Everest climb today with yeah. the, with our quiz, yeah. and we're going to cool. keep asking you questions about throughout. Everest throughout. 
But we're going to start at base camp, and that's question one. Yeah. Okay. And we'll so, just work our way up. And we work together, like yeah. you and Gabby and Pasung did. Okay. Yeah. This is your own little crew here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're your Sherpas. Yes. Yeah. We're okay. your Sherpas. Yeah. Well, oh, no, that's not good. Uh, why? <laughs> because we're not very good at quizzes. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. Have faith in yourself. But yourself. your climbing's Please. good. Yeah. 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 Climbing's good. Sailing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so. oh, that was no good. What was that about, by the way? So that was through work. The people that don't know, um, I was doing some abseiling and I did not enjoy it very much. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it. I think I've gone from the point where I was a kid and I used to, like that sort of thrill was awesome, but now mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I could get really hurt doing this. Yeah, or I'm still waiting to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go. We're working together. Yeah. Uh, and we'll just obviously rotate. And this quiz is actually written by one of the community, um, Ashton Clifford, who – we thank very much for doing this. Um, so he's actually sent this sent this to us in the last week. Yeah. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Question one. Which of these Australian cities is geographically more north, Canberra or Adelaide? If we have a think at a map. Uh, so I would assume it's Canberra, but I think you're asking because it's Adelaide. Well, I've, I've got it. So you think it might be one of those trick questions? Yeah, I think it's Adelaide. Yeah, I think it's Adelaide too. I might be a trick question. Shall we lock it in? Lock it in. Yeah. Adelaide. All right, Adelaide, the city centre lies just below the city centre of Canberra. So did we get it right? No, we're so we got it wrong. It's like Canberra's. <laughs> Canberra. Canberra. Great start. This is my <laughs> usual. No, run I'm good on at quizzes. base camp, so we've been yeah. held back from. Now, did you do? Going. Did you do many quizzes up there in Mount Everest? Yeah, we did lots of 20 questions because all your team members, you were just meeting for the first time when you got there. So. Yeah. And are they from all around the world? All around the world, yeah. So Gab and I were the only Australians other than our chef. We had an Australian chef, which is pretty cool, um, just so that we were eating well in base camp, not all dull butt, no. which is the local cuisine. That's good. Um, yeah, we had French, Americans, lots of Americans mainly. How are the travelling oh. Americans? Because usually they can be seen as quite annoying, but how are the travelling American hikers? <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Hi, Megan. Hi, Hi Megan. Cool. I'm not saying they're annoying. No. They're just they're this stereotype. Yeah. stereotype. I like the annoying Australian, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting it. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big time. That's true. That's another form of Everest, isn't it? That's another yeah. form of challenge yeah, that no, everyone has to try and. No. Josh, question, question two. two. We are oh. zero of one. Okay. Oh, on the 26th of December, 1908, Jack Johnson became the first black heavyweight champion of the world after he defeated the Canadian fighter, Tommy Burns. But which country hosted this fight? I would have no idea. Ash is a very big boxing fan. Yeah, no idea at all. We're just guessing it's either a Canadian. Yeah. Are we thinking they're meeting... Maybe elsewhere in a different country. I think maybe Mexico. Because I don't think <laughs> you go the of question one, I don't think that African Americans would have been allowed to fight in America at that time. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, so you maybe think, Canada. You think maybe Ca- the Canadians are probably seen as a little bit more progressive than that the American friends. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Do you have any Canadian friends that would be able to back that up? On <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. We'll find out not after this. Do we want to go Canada? Canada. Australia. What? Oh, see, that was a trick one. That's a trick one. <laughs> Australia, 20,000 spectators witnessed the fight at Rush Cutters Bay, Sydney, Australia. There you go. There you go. That's a 
good little bit of knowledge that we it can is. depart with today. 100%. Now, you said you didn't do what well, you did a couple of quizzes, but what else do you do during that base camp time to pass time a bit if you're, uh, not, if you're not hiking? hiking? So when you're not, or you do a bit of day training in the Kumba Icefall, so just climbing ice cliffs, hiking around the region. But I paint, so I would do a lot of watercolour painting. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Gabby would um, chit-chat. Oh, they set up a video, like a big projector. She'd sit and watch some Netflix, B-grade movies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> read books. What? There's probably some, yeah, read books. Yeah. And unfortunately, because we were post-COVID, I think in the past, like if you watch the 96 movie from the Everest, they had quite a party lifestyle, whereas we really? were very much our own teams because we were all trying to stay healthy. Yeah, surely you want to be at your absolute tip-top sharpest when you're doing something like Mount Everest. So some people would get up and do, you know, like a bit of yoga. Yeah. Um, I'm all for that. I'd be praying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not a religious man. I'd be praying. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Is there still dangers, a lot of dangers involved going Mm -hmm. up Mount Everest? Yeah, so the last few years, we were really fortunate. Like if all the moons could align in one season – they did for Gabby and I last year. Is that like weather? And- so we the weather was great. Yep. We had a long weather window, so it was like eight to ten days of just clear sky, no wind. Bluebird. Um, That's yep. Cool. That's great. <laughs> and um, then there was less people there, so there was um, only 300 permits issued. This year there was 470-odd permits issued, so if you can imagine half as many people again trying to get up. Whoa. They had windier weather this year and – yeah, sadly this year there was actually one of the highest death tolls. So it's really hard to think that everyone that goes, you know, if you don't come home, there's someone at home missing you. That's that's how I got onto you because in the sauna <laughs> someone said Mount Everest had the highest death toll they've had just about for a long time wow. this year mm. because they're letting too, like, too many people climb it. Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of complex reasons why. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to pick out. The one reason, because they all compound upon each other. Yeah. So sadly, there was a young Australian guy. That's that right, the Sydney yeah. person, I think. Um, yeah. And and it's also tragic when the Sherpa teams lose their yeah. life. Because this is their workplace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just makes me sad when I think that's yeah. what, you know, Could. that's the flip side of living a life of adventure. We need to be supported because yeah. we go as commercial climbers. Yeah. Um, so, if there was any point where... Pasang needed to turn me around. I like to think that I would have yeah. turned around, come down, and just take that. How advice. heavy is he carrying? Like, how much oh, stuff is he carrying? Two to three times what I would carry. So, our oxygen bottle alone on Everest, our oxygen was four kilos. But when we went to Choyu, we had seven kilo oxygen bottles. Wow. So, he would have had his own and a spare. I just oh. had to carry my own. Um, and then you've got all your gear that you think you'll need. For that day. So, if you're wearing one pair of gloves, you'll have your heaviest mittens. You yeah. might have a beanie and a maybe a cap for yeah. if it gets too sunny. Um, you've got your water, you've got a thermos, and then a lot of snacks. Yeah. yeah. Jelly snacks. beans and snacks will be. <laughs> what's what's the, the best ones? snack? What was your, yeah, what was what your go-to? go-to? Oh, we always took, you know, the pharmacy jelly beans. Oh, oh they're, yeah, they're good. Good, yeah. good uh, on a hike as well. And really, in reality, it's best buying a kilo bag, isn't it? Yeah, like it is. 100%. Bulk. It's only getting lighter. Oh, I love the little, yeah. like, white chocolate bits. On, in my scroggan. Do you call it scroggan? Oh, yes, yeah, I yeah so it's my scroggan, scroggan mix, 
for those that don't know, scrogging is like a sort of like a nut mix that you would take on camping or trail hikes. Mix. Trail mix, sorry. Yeah. And I, I loved little white chocolate oh, chips. Unreal. And I'll yeah. put them in there. Oh, God, yeah. That was so, yeah, I was just enjoying that New Zealand. <laughs> picking out the oh, how good are they? Well done. Oh, I know to hide them from you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question three. We are zero, zero of two. Yeah. It's okay. What was the highest grossing film released in the year 2008? The film was the second of a critically acclaimed trilogy. Oh, no, I, I reckon I know this. This is... This, this is, is like this, this is, is shelling peas. I think this, for me. Is, this is like you. This is like you. No, walking, this is like you walking no. up Falls Creek yeah. compared to Mount Everest. Yeah. This is something that no, I, I think we'd know. <laughs> I think Can't it's a. Back to the future. It's definitely. <laughs> it's definitely like a superhero movie. No, the Incredibles only had two. No, no. Toy Story. No. no, they got up to four. It's a bit darker and a bit more adult than Toy Story. And it rhymes with Rat Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I think that it's Batman. One of the Batman movies. I think it's. Do I have to know which one? Nah, no, no, we can say it. We can say it. So I think it's. We're your Sherpas here. Yeah, we are yep. your Sherpas. We think it is Dark Knight. Yep. The Dark Knight. So Heath Ledger one. Let's lock it in. Did you, watch, did you yeah. see that one? It's yes. a Dark Correct. Knight. Yes. Correct. Yes, definitely saw Correct. That. We yeah. are one. One of three. Well done. Yay. Well done. Now, it just occurred to me, uh, and mm. I believe you said that Gabby, your daughter, persuaded you to yes. come on the trip with you. Like, And you said you uh, when we just met that you have four children. Is that That's correct? That's right, yeah. All right. So what is to be expected um, when they ask for something now, <laughs> yeah. considering you've gone to Mount Everest? Yeah, they're like, so it's like, surely I can get a PlayStation. Like, I went to fucking Mount Everest. <laughs> no, no, I've had to put boundaries in place now. <laughs> they're all getting a bit naughty. Mum will never say no. She literally <laughs> risked her life and did months and months and months of training just because Gabby wanted to. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'll do a science experiment in the kitchen yeah. for their homework yeah. or help them build a model yeah. for school. Nice. Oh, great. Yeah. But, no, I'm a bit, other than those things, I'm a bit of a boring normal oh, mum. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. such thing as a boring normal mum. Don't yeah. worry. But I'm trying to find an adventure to do with all of them and the other three are kind of lame. Uh, we'd rather go on holidays with yeah. our friends. They're cool. <laughs> They're, cool. They're at that age, are they? Yeah. They're at yeah. that age. Yeah. yeah. They'll come crawling back. Don't worry. Yeah. They will. Yeah, just keep waving that checkbook. Is yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah, exactly That's right. Yeah. Which planet in our solar system has the most orbital moons? It is also the lo- second largest planet in our solar system. <laughs> What's your planet's like? Now, Sam, my son. He's good at this stuff. He would know this. He told me, you know when he had to do quiet reading at school? Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't like reading, so he just opened his atlas that you otherwise do not use for seven years of primary school no. and just study the planet page. Did they? So, am I allowed to phone a friend? Did that information transfer onto his mum? Yeah. Nah. (laughs) I I, have a clue. I don't think I could even list all the planets. Well, you're in the right place because we suck. Because this is a stitch up because we have been, for the whole entire two years we've been on this podcast, Mm. the quizzes, this is our kryptonite, Uh the solar system, and many other things, but mainly the solar system. But I reckon Sam's got this little glint in his eye, and I reckon you might know it. It's not the so one next to Saturn. It's no, it's next to Jupiter. So, which planet in our solar system has the most orbital moon? It is also the second largest planet in our solar system. I think the largest planet is Jupiter. Saturn. Is it Saturn? 
idea. I reckon it might be. Uh, let's lock in Saturn. I know it's not Pluto. I think it might be Uranus. Yeah, it's one no one wants to say. Yeah, uh, let's go want... Uranus. Come on, Saturn! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, we should know this by now. Sam, I did know it. I thought the quiz would be stuff like Thomas the Tank question. No, no, no God, no. It's hard, isn't it? It's yeah. hard. I need to go back to school. Right. And I work in a school. You do? Yes. Same here. Same I'm here. a tutor, so I work with kids with learning difficulties. Oh, so good on you. That's yeah. great. I used to do that a little bit as well. But they weren't learning difficulties. They just didn't want to do fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather throw things at kids. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fun. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I started in 2020. Yeah. I think I got the cohort of kids that suddenly realised we do want to be at school. Yes. It's just we've been saying we don't. True. School is better than. Being at home all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Being at home with a laptop. 100%. Question Sam, five. You I'm sorry know. about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. True or false, the city of Ballarat mm -hmm. is the third most populous city in Victoria. Yeah, okay. I can have a go. Melbourne, Geelong, Geelong. Ballarat. Bendigo's Bendigo. a bit small, isn't it? I reckon Bendigo's a tiny bit smaller. I reckon Ballarat. I Ballarat's know more got, people from we're, Ballarat. We're from Ballarat. Yeah. And it's, what do like, you think of growing Ballarat? Gold. Yes. Yeah. Sovereign Hill. Yeah, Sovereign Hill. Yeah. Cold. 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 Yeah. It's gold and cold. Gold and cold. <laughs> gold and cold. <laughs> and my sister used to live at Milan, so. Oh, really? That's cold. Milan. But not much yeah. gold. No, no, no gold. Not much in Milan. In, in, uh, yeah, don't Berlin. say that too, yeah, people still living there. Yes. yes. Well, one of our best mates is from there. And it's very cold, but no gold. Yeah. Um, that's what that's Ballarat's slogan should be. In. Gold and cold. It actually should. We should be doing the marketing gurus for the city of Ballarat. I reckon uh, it is Ballarat. It's true. Let's lock it in. Do you want yeah. to lock that in? Yes. True. Well done. Well done. Come on. 111,000. Mm -hmm. Melbourne number one, Geelong number two, Bendigo number four. 111,000. Yeah. I remember that when we were growing up, you'd ask your parents, oh, how many people live in Ballarat? It's like 80 or 90,000. It's crazy mm. how it grows. It is. It's a nice Absolutely. city. It is a lovely yeah. city. If you're dressed for it. Yeah. If you're dressed for it. That's what I mean. Like, I don't mind the cold. Are you, no, <laughs> you're yeah. dressed for <laughs> it. It's like hot yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the temp what was the lowest temperature? So I don't know for actual temperature. This year when I looked at People's Summit, they had like uh, ice, like frozen eyelashes and stuff oh. like that. So we didn't have that. But our sleeping bags were rated to minus 40 that we were sleeping oh. at. 8,000 metres. I really could have used that year, time, year 10 Alpine camp. Camp? Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't. Um, it was like a bit of a – mum was penalising me for me, my childhood. She only gave me a zero temperature <laughs> sleeping bag. Yeah. And we went and slept up at Bogon High Plains. Yeah. And that I was the it was, one that she just bought it. Yeah. I reckon it was like a negative – I reckon it was a negative five, negative six. No, I did not sleep the whole week. And if you can't sleep, your feet are cold. Or oh, feet. You can't warm up your backside. Yeah. <laughs> you're all curled up. Can, I, I, I want to yeah. ask, what did you do when you reached the top? Ah, so initially I got there like momentarily before Cap. So she uh, let me take the first her. step. I was the Hillary, <laughs> she was it. my Tenzing Norco. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Uh, not that we ever say it out loud, so no one between, okay. other than us knows yeah. that. Yeah. So I got there, I clipped onto the safety line and I sat down and I literally went, <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah. Like, like literally, what do I do now? Like I've got a plan in my head. I've got to take photos. But then she came up like moments later. She hugged Tendi, her guide. Uh, he hugged me, said congratulations, and then we hugged each other. And then a few weeks after I got home, 
Sung sent me his GoPro footage of that oh. moment. And wow. so I actually got the words that I said to her recorded. Oh. So initially you can hear my silly little voice going, Gabby. Because <laughs> uh-huh, so nice. to me she's a baby. Yeah. yeah. And then I was just, my beautiful girl, I'm so, so proud of you. Oh, yeah. all right. That's so good. Do you know what she said yeah. to you? Oh, probably fuck this call. Right. Yeah. So, so then we just flipped around lots of iPhones to lots of photos. So could, amazing. Could you yeah. see her walking up towards you? Well, it was dark when we got there. Oh. So we were aiming to be there for sunrise. Oh. So I think as we got closer, I think our biggest view was that it was going to still be dark. So we saw the moon go down. You can see the that kind of dawn feeling where it's getting lighter, but it's still dark. So when the video footage I've got, it's dark, but within moments of that, we could see the sun again. My waves, my arms are flying around. Up that you feel awesome. see the sun. Is it an out of body experience? Up. Yeah, I think if I didn't have photos, I probably wouldn't believe it happened. Remember it all. And what I can remember was the sound that you could hear. So there's flags up on the summit. Oh, yeah. So lots of the spiritual prayer flags and then a little bit of a pole with flags flapping from that. So just that sound and we had quite a light breeze so it's not like it was windy where you hear that howling sort of sound. Yeah. Yeah. It was this gentle flapping of all these beautiful flags around you and quite a few hugs, quite a few photos and we were up there for about 40 minutes or so. Yeah. And just as we went to leave because we took our masks off as well so nice cheesy grins. And um, as I put my mask on, I kind of look at Lopka, who was my other guide, and went, my oxygen's run out. <laughs> oh, God. We so need to do? change. That's so that changing. was his role. He carried the spare bottles. So, um, you know, I could feel that eye roll of him going, really? Yeah. Here? <laughs> on the summit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he whips out the spare oxygen from his backpack and switched over. So we're all trained in how to do that. Do that. But, um, you know, so like if they're not there and – you're stuck, you know what to do, but whilst he's there, it's like, mum, you know, can yeah. you do my shoelace? Yeah. And what are the Sherpas like? Because, like, they've done it before mm. and it's like, you know, you, you go to your yeah, job it's and you've like just you've done it. And are they, like, ecstatic at all? Are they more ecstatic for you to be able to, like, give you that experience? Oh, it's both. Pasung often said five's his lucky number and that was his fifth summit with oh, me. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not sure how many times like has been, I think two or three. Gabby had two brothers going so Kushung and Namgil were her assistant guides and she was attending and so one brother had already been to the summit and so Kushung wanted to bring go so you know you imagine you two whoever gets there first you get down and you go come on Josh yeah you gotta get it get over there sailing you can (laughs) do this that's true and Tendi that was his 14th summit and so he was just a rock star up there he knew what he was doing 300 game yeah. player yeah. Yeah. yeah but um they you know the dangers as real for them as well oh yeah um if we get into trouble that they're not going to leave us so that's what's really important for their Amazing. their job yeah and they've left their family home like they're two months away from their families too so it's two months yeah yeah that's so i've got images of yeah the previous climbs that they've done and like i brought along some show and tell i've got a book on gabby's guide tendy and awesome. uh, it's got a lot of chapters on all these different climbs of what went well and because not everything goes well as well no. so he had some- do you before you go do you try and zone out of the the, the bad stories you hear or do you just know that's a part oh uh, i actually probably was zoning in on them okay because <clears throat> for everything that goes wrong you learn something from it yeah <clears throat> um 
so yeah, I probably watched one too many docos and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> maybe cry before I left. Yeah. yeah. But I think the harder thing to zone out of as a parent was the why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And particularly when we were training and Gabby was younger and you're going into this environment. So it's one, it's dangerous. It's also very masculine. Yeah. Um, with a sort of 15, 16, 17 year old. Um, yeah. So I, I actually connected with a few other families that had done other crazy things. So like we met Jessica Watson, who saved oh, the around, sale the world. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to Jade Highmaster's mum to see how she felt as a mum. Yeah. Watching your teenage daughter do these yeah it's phenomenal and then the hardest thing i think was leaving australia and saying goodbye to my other kids yeah and true just knowing that you yeah. know the plan is to come back yeah and just never know but yeah yeah you- god that's amazing from uh, that from that to, to a- what's the most popular <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> question six what are we two two yeah yeah the popular italian food pasta is traditionally made using which grain Wheat. Yeah, yeah it's definitely wheat. Let's lock that in. Wheat. Wait, well done. Yeah. Drum wheat. Durham, Josh. Yeah. Durham wheat. <laughs> oh, no, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Durham wheat. Yes, Durham wheat. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Your favourite type of pasta? Uh, I avoid gluten. Sorry. Oh, yes, <laughs> same. I'm trying pasta. to avoid it. Pasta's annoying. But gluten-free pasta is good. They're getting better. They are getting good. They are getting good. Right. Well, so, yeah, like pesto. Uh, no, pesto with a penne. Oh, delicious. Yeah, ones. Uh, Josh, that. shall we go to question seven? Yeah. Multiple choice. Wow. We love multiple we haven't, choice. We haven't had too it's many of these in our here. history. <laughs> the saying, not up to scratch, which today implies below standard, stems from an ancient sport. What is that sport? Is it A, javelin, B, shot put, C, bare knuckle fighting? What a weird yeah, question. Ash went, we went Ash. to school with Ash and he's uh-huh. the kindest, most gentlest human being. But there's something inside of him <laughs> that's, that's got like a real violent streak. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He <laughs> shadow boxes around. Bare knuckle fighting. Wouldn't you not want to get scratched by the guy? Ah, scratch, bare knuckle fighting. Oh, and also Ash loves And Ash, fighting. like if we're going off the person creating the yeah. quiz, we understand. Like even fighting as siblings, if someone ends up with a scratch on them, you go, no, that's not. Yeah, that's. Did you have any sibling? Like, did you have like your kids? Yeah, what was harder, Mount Everest or just trying to break four. up four kids fighting? Oh, my kids more played like little puppy dogs. Oh, they, were, they weren't too physical in their fighting. Sisters, otherwise. Oh, yeah. I'm the middle sister of two. Oh, that's We're the younger brother, so we won't go there. <laughs> Great. <laughs> We're over it. We'll now. avoid that one. <laughs> it's bare knuckle fighting. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, when boxing was bare knuckle, the opponent had to stand with their toes against a scratch in the ground at the start of every round. Oh. So if you put oh. your toe over And if a fighter was fit enough to stand at his assigned place at the beginning of a round, he was up to scratch. If not, he was. Not up to scratch. God, we are finding out some things today. So it's about towing the start line. Towing the start line. Now, Everest and ultra marathons. Mm -hmm. So is it like those boring, monotonous tasks at home? How do you spice it up? Doing the dishes. So you're doing it with like one hand or like the eyes closed. Eyes eyes closed. Eyes closed. Like walking on top of the roof. Like with an oxygen mask. I'm actually really good at. (laughs) I wish I could. (laughs) I'm really good at also doing nothing. Yeah, so when I zone out, you, you, you can relax. I you can, can relax. Just, yeah. And I think one of the reasons I like doing sort of extreme things is our life is very comfortable. So yeah. I like comfort. I drive everywhere. I've got a bike. I hardly ride it. 
I drive my little people mover around, looking right. very daggy. Um, so I enjoy being comfortable, and then every now and then I like to go. All right, this is too much comfort. How do you do that in Melbourne? Like Train. when you or, well, how do you get uncomfortable? Is it through training and stuff? Yeah, so the training that we did, we would go out to like the Dandenongs. Yep. So the thousand steps and all the way through to Alinda is kind of the hilliest, closest spot to us. Yeah. So that's what I do with my eyes shut now. I've yeah. To try to find little alternate trails, but pretty much up and down that. Blindfolded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trip over, stuff my nose. <laughs> uh, we had an altitude gym we'd go to. So yep. sometimes we'd just use a treadmill in there or with the PT. Uh, we were doing indoor climbing wall, but a lot of that got locked down the last few years so that was harder to get back to and then just generally jogging and trying to stay fit Amazing. i think that was all we did but yeah washing dishes i don't even wear gloves for that oh that big against that yeah no, gotta get your auntie out. auntie sue like always she'll go to the coffin with those glo- oh, yeah. dishwashing gloves in last one you buy the novelty ones oh i don't know what but like i just my, my childhood they, is as just as full of get, her like, wearing they get those. a bit of water in oh. them and your hands are all greasy it's <laughs> yeah. disgusting yeah oh, question eight question eight what are we four i'm going four far four mm-hmm. or seven is, this is we're coming home like a wet sail yeah yeah uh which city is set to host the 2024 summer olympic games now, I think I know this. In fact, I do know this, but I'm going to let you have a go, Jane. That's next year. So it's next year, yeah. Is it Brisbane? No, no, no so that's, so that's the, one the one after. Think, because right. we both Think, uh, are you into your news, your current affair? Yeah. Think a country at the moment that is uh, quite oh. dangerous, but there's a bit of upheaval with its civilians. And it's a European con- uh, city. Paris? Well done. Well done. Well done. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well now, done. It's now, it's tiny little bit of side-eye trying to s- yeah. look at the questions here. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was 2004. And I'm like, oh, I know this one. Uh, that was Athens. Yes. Yeah. What's your favourite Olympic sport to watch? Well, I have – oh, to watch. I have to say triathlon because my brother – Okay. Was in Athens and Sydney. Oh, what? Know. That is so something we did not bit know. Bit of a crazy family. There you go. Yeah. You're uh, just a bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so do enjoy watching it. But it's like, uh, how much lactic acid can I put through my body? <laughs> right. yeah. well, well, let's put a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch my sister at the trials for Sydney 2000. Really wow. There, running or yeah, triathlon? Running. And that's actually what first got me to Nepal was my sister was um, did her first international race in Pune in India. And I went, oh, God few months off study and got a backpack over India, made a beeline to the Nepalese team and said, oh, hi, I'm coming to Nepal after this, thinking I'd catch up for a meal or something and I ended up living with them for two months back in the 90s. How'd you go with the food? I get sick sometimes. Yeah. 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 Actually, initially I went off mate. You just avoid mate. Well, just like those subcontinent countries, it's like our tummies are not prepared for the food that I dare say. No, our tummies are comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So after two months, just a quick little, do you like little stories from? Oh, go for it. um, Just before I was due to leave after staying with this family for two months, they brought home some fresh chicken and said, we're going to do chicken curries and stay for dinner with us. Delicious. And I said, oh, look, you've probably just bought it from the side of the road. It's come home in a little Mm. blue plastic bag. Oh. And I'm like, you guys enjoy it, eat it. I'm quite happy to pay for the meal that you've bought. And they said, no, 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 come back tomorrow. We'll get fresher chicken. So I go yeah. over. They enjoyed it that night and I eat the potatoes. Yep. Came over the next night and there's a chicken under the bed. Oh. And they're like, we've bought a fresh chicken for you. 
And so we spent the afternoon together and then they're like, well, um, we're going to kill the chicken a little, subarm the boy in the family. <laughs> so be, come outside, we're going to chop its head off now. Okay. Come out. I said, no, 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 I trust you that that's how fresh it's going to be. Yeah. So they, yep, we had that chicken. I enjoyed the drumstick. And you did? Uh, and it was fresh. And you can't argue fresh. that it was yeah. fresh. And I've stayed in touch with that family. So Pearl Subam is now an adult. And oh, that's amazing. Telling Incredible. God, what a story. Yeah. You've lived quite a life. Uh, I'm starting to realize. Where, where did you do so ultra marathon 100k's? Yeah. So where'd you do that? I've done the Oxfam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some girlfriends, one. but I've been to comrades in South Africa. Done an up oh, and down heard about there. that so one. So that one's ninety. Just under ninety. Yeah, and that'd be hot. Is it hot? Yeah, hotish. Yeah. Tough. No more marathons. Oh, I think I've retired from them. Never say never. Yeah. 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 And what was your Best one you did. What was the best marathon you did? Uh, in terms of time, I did a Melbourne in the three fifteen after Oof. four kids. So I was pretty chuffed. That is that. remarkable. When I see after these four kids, yeah. when I see these pro athletes like the women that have had kids and then they can come out, let alone like do the activity again and get to like the Olympics and Commonwealth. But when they medal, mm. like I can't actually believe it. Yeah. That's such an effort. Yeah. So I went to the Perth Masters. That's a good thing about. Yeah. Yeah. Aging? Yeah, you can go to the Masters. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. That, yeah, it's not dead, is it? Yeah. And um, the Australian women's in my age group, so it's all broken down into five-year groups, um, we got the silver medal and we got pipped at the post by the Chilean team. Oh, really? Who had two, I think I would have been in the 45-plus age group then, and then they brought someone down from a 60-plus age group who oh. ran faster than us. Christ. That is remarkable. So that is what's inspiring. You go... Oh, there's a long way left in life. So when I turned 50, I was like, I lived to 100, so I'm only halfway. So now I'm up to 106. I've got left. That's great. Good on you. Keep filling the second half of life. Question nine. Speaking of the second half, we have smashed this second half of this quiz. We're actually FIFA. We are FIFA. So question nine. What is the tallest building in Melbourne? Is it Eureka or is that a new one? It's a new one next to us. Did you say to me the other day, were we driving? We were on the train. You were like, Josh, what's that building? I'm like, oh, I think it might be the taller one one than the Eureka, but I don't have the name. But I think it's still Eureka. Are you allowed to call it just the taller one? Are we allowed to say it's just, I don't think we are. Is it Eureka? Because there's sometimes you look at them from different angles and you're like, oh, the Eureka looks taller than that one. Because I remember when they said, like, when Eureka was built, we're, very, we're pretty young. I mean, like, tallest building in Melbourne, in Australia, et cetera, et cetera. And th- there hasn't been too much, like, momentum with this other one. Yeah. So that makes me think that Eureka's still so the tallest. Oh, I don't mind it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have, like, we would know its name. Yeah. That's a good point. And sometimes it's a, uh, they might just stick an aerial on it. That's true. Well, that's true. Yeah, just to make a bit. That's tall, like which is we, we used to try and like spike our hair up <laughs> yeah. for school photos. Yeah, we're all short here, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah we're, we're very short. Oh yeah, we're not hitting. Yeah, I, I have to wear an aerial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we lock in that Eureka? Oh, yeah. We have Australia One Hundred Eight. That's cool. That's a silly name. And so it's, and it's got it by about twenty meters. Yeah, so it's three hundred sixteen meters. Compared to the Eureka Sky Tower, which is 297 metres. I would hate to be the window cleaners on those <laughs> oh, buildings. Worst job. That no worst. way. That Do you know when job. I got home last year? I've Don't tell d- me you've window cleaned the Eureka Sky Deck. I've done the training. Okay. The IRADA training to be a high-rise window cleaner. Have you really? 
just, I thought I could send my CV out and they'd just go, oh, she's climbed Everest, she's still in the training, we'll give her a job, still looking for work. But Gabby, oh. after dragging me up Everest to do her goal, she's now got a job cleaning windows in Canberra, my dream job. Really? Yeah. On sky, like high buildings. It's not as high in uh, Canberra, I don't think. I think five, six, that, ten high, stories. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, so if anyone, any of you listeners run a high-rise window cleaning business, I'm available part-time. Jeepers. <laughs> Josh is very scared Who's this is the worst job? Wouldn't that be fun? No. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Hard enough. Oh, you're no. not going to remember it if it does. Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. No, no you could. Be crossing the road and get hit by a bus. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's I true. Know. Josh needs to live his life a little bit, don't you think, Jane? Thanks. Yeah. I'm too comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Let's get, get out of the comfort zone. Speaking of comfort, uh, comfort, coffee on Everest. Are you a coffee drinker? Yes. So, had we? what was the process there? Oh, it's a bit embarrassing, actually. Don't be embarrassed. Okay. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they had a coffee machine at base camp. We had a barista. Lovely. That's to be expected. Camp. It's 2020. Two when you do that? Yeah. 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 So we'd wake up in the morning and could have a barista coffee and then I'd have hot chocolates for the rest now, of the, the day. Now, the Sherpa's asking for double shot <laughs> oat lattes <laughs> with them, you know. No, just us Melbourne clients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, above that, you just got a thermos. Whatever you put what did your thermos. American? Can I? What did your American friends ask for? Was it like, can I get a large latte? Yeah, no, they have the uh, Americano. Oh, can I get an Americano, please? Yeah. Is that yeah, what they with did? froth and yeah. caramel. I want a venti. If that's all right, yeah. It's a size. It's a venti. It's a size. Oh. A venti is 20, pounds, 20, 20 ounces. ounces. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We've go. been to America. We're well-traveled. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just latte in a glass. <laughs> we, yeah. Josh? Question <laughs> 10. <laughs> this is it. Multiple choice. We're five okay. fast. So about average for yeah. the people that we've had in the past is around that five to six mark. So you would okay. be average. I'm a pretty average yeah. person. Yeah. Hello, Titus. Hello, <laughs> Tidius, H-A-L-O-T-Y-D-E. Hello, Titus. That'll be Hello, what Titus. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Destructor is the scientific name. Scientific name for what type of creature? The Hello, Deus Destructor is the scientific name for what type of creature? The eagle, a mite, or a rabbit? I'm trying. I'm trying to look at the word. I'm trying to break up the yeah. word. Uh, Bit of etymology. Halo. So Halo is Obviously, a song by Beyonce. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. And Do you know it? Can't, yeah. Then, yeah. Hello, Titus. Titus. <laughs> Deuce. Deuce is two. Is that right? Deus. Deus, sorry. Hello, Deus. This is a hard one. What the hell is a mite? Do you know yeah, what a mite like is? A, like, like a, a dust mite. Like a dust, yeah, little mites. Yeah. Well, I think they're bloody destructive. Yeah. They are bloody destructive. <laughs> yeah. I know how much he hates, like, little insects. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to just, just at the end, I won't bring it up now, but Google my son's name afterwards if you don't like mites. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the sea last kid. You remember that story from years ago? Oh, what? So, hang on. Which story is that? <laughs> Go on. We can't. We can't. This can't. What be. is it? There was a. So, what happened? Yeah. Do you know what no, happened? Well, no, but I would like to know. <laughs> So a kid was just icing his legs after a school footy match at six at night in the bay and all these <gasps> sea lice attacked his feet and they were just bleeding profusely like leeches that anticoagulate. <clears throat> that was also my son. Oh, God. 
<laughs> he did. It. Did you set those mites up yeah. to like make yeah. him go? Like, get a bit no, more brilliant. No, <laughs> and, the, and the lovely boy he got to the doorstep and he stood outside the door and just rang us to say, "Mum, and I'm cooking dinner." Yeah. yeah, I want an all. I want an all. Just come in. Oh, I can't come inside. You need to come down. And we got to the doorstep and his feet were just bleeding. And um, so any good mum does. Yeah. So quick, grab some towels. Oh. But not the white ones. <laughs> yeah, no, not the white ones. Not <laughs> right, stepping in here. And not the one from Adairs. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe mites are pretty destructive. In yeah, I think just with the name destructive, let's go with mite. Yes. Well Commonly known as the red-legged earth mite is a significant pest of agricultural crops and pastures costing <laughs> so <laughs> this estimated man. $60 million from feeding so Ashton damage Clifford, pesticides. Really? Ashton Clifford, the person creating this quiz, has basically asked every question that is of interest to him. And that is brilliant because he is actually an agronomist. So he deals with mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of mites, obviously, a lot of cropping. Uh, so he's passion coming through for oh, that yeah. quiz. Fighting and mites. Yeah. He's a smart young man. He's he a very is, smart he young is. man. He's got a, very a good smart. head on his shoulders. About to him and his partner are yeah. expecting another baby. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, congratulations yeah. to them. Um, his journey in life. Yes. Oh, um, Josh, that, what did we get? Six. Yeah, we got six. Well done, Are you happy no. with that? Was that harder than Everest? Yeah, it's <laughs> because yes, I got to the top of Everest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't succeed with that's all true. this. Now, yeah. is, is that your just really, is that your book? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to plug your book? Is that all right? Oh, it's not mine to sell. But, but show us. <laughs> so, um, Tendy was Gabby's guide. Yeah. And um, for the first time in my life. Oh, you're on the book. You're on the back of the book. We're looking so at the book. Chapter one was done. Um, is titled Gabby's remarkable. Just quickly, face, first so. glimpse of the book. Good, yeah. good size font for me. Yeah, it's bigger yeah. than normal, yeah, which is good. They've got the hard copy. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. We like big font. Yeah. So um, hopefully we're going to have a an event in Melbourne or somewhere to. Beautiful. That'd be great. Well, let us know and we'll uh, put out the information because we'd love to. Make sure that people learn more about your story because it's unbelievable. Yeah. But the one particular thing I climbed with was I wanted to climb with a message. So okay. we didn't do any charity fundraising or anything like that. Because so people, they often would, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. we often take a message. Um, uh, I took a message of Chanel Contos, started a campaign called Teachers Consent. Yeah, consent. Yeah. Yep. So it's about getting consent education into schools. Yeah. So age-appropriate consent education. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really keen that people, I mean, students from now will get that education, but I think your audience are all kind of 18 plus, not, not doing their homework. Yeah, but, like, a lot of, but we do have or quite a few teachers as well. Yeah. What was the message? <laughs> so the message is it's me holding a little banner that says Teach Us Consent. So it's a social media um, platform that you can just log on to Instagram. And like I'm 53, quite proud of my age. Yeah. Still learning the language of consent. So there's yeah. a lot There's a lot to learn, yeah. Big time. So. And there is like, because I am teaching at the moment, and there is a big push for consent and consent education, which is great, like compared to even 10 years ago when we oh, finished absolutely. school. When I even heard yeah. about it. Still, still like there's a bit to do, but um, there is a great message in it. Yeah. Great message. So I think it empowers everyone. I've got two boys and two girls. Yep. And, uh, you know, if everyone knows that they're, doing the right thing and that they're safe and that's what it's about. Yeah. So, yeah, and it again, when you're struggling up there, freezing cold, too hard to breathe, too hard to walk, it's good knowing that you've kind of got another reason to be 
doing what you do. Now, one more. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone uses the metaphor like we've climbed Everest, like especially yeah. forty, like we've climbed Everest. Yeah, we'll like climb what's Everest. next? Like you have climbed Everest, but yeah. what's next? What's, what's the next, next adventure? Yeah, that's always the next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's never good enough, is it? Yeah, it's never enough. Yeah, so there's lots of other mountains still to climb. So actually, I've got to get what is really next is I've got two more kids to get through school. So we've got a VCE son at home who. Yeah. I think he's watching replays of the Formula One rather than studying. Yeah. Would that be right? Yes, on last night. Yeah. So British, yeah. Yeah. yeah, told me he was studying. Um, and a daughter who's in year ten. So I'll be around for them because yeah. they're living home with me. And then oh, there's summits that are referred to as first summits that yeah. haven't been tagged yet. So usually unnamed. So I wouldn't want the Jane Canterbury Mountain that's got a really bad ring to it. I'd love to JK. see. Jk. JK's not bad. Actually, JFK, but yeah. that's also oh. been taken. Oh. <laughs> that didn't end well. <laughs> Mount Pasang yeah. sounds yes. a lot better. Yes. Mount Pasang Sherpa. Um, yeah, so I'd love to do a first ascent one day. There's another mountain. It's a beautiful-looking mountain in Nepal called Amadabalam, which is mother and child, so it's a tall peak with a smaller peak. Um, so that was kind of an affectionate. And then I've got unfinished business because we went to do a 7,000-metre peak back in 2019 and we didn't, or they, the our Sherpa guides, didn't get the lines fixed to the summit of that. There was too much avalanche and crevasse danger. So that one I've got to got to go back. And, Where's that one? So that's also in Nepal. Yeah. Yeah, so it's somewhere between Mirror Peak and Everest Base Camp. Amazing. So good to look at. Is that what you said? Uh, uh, it was a good to look at? No, it would be good to get to the top of. <laughs> I was thinking, like, they're good to look at. I'll get you there. Like, I tell you, when I was your age, I had no desire at all. When I watched that movie, Everest movie, whenever that came out, actually it was the eve of a marathon and I went with my two sisters because we would like to just sit down all day before we run. And uh, I knew how it ended because I'd already studied the story and they both walked out and went, oh. We thought it was going to be a motivational movie. Nah. And I remember sitting in that movie going, who would do that? Who mm. thinks that's fun? So mm-hmm. just got to keep your mind open. Now you and do. Yeah, you'll get there. We will. Now yeah. you know someone. Exactly. You've got to one-up me. Yes, exactly oh, right. Don't get, oh, I don't just, know when you get to the top of girl. Everest, just jump. Good luck if you can do that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jane, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing just a bit of your story. It's um, so remarkable and it's been Definitely different to any chat we've had here, so we thank you so much for that. Ah, oh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. And six out of ten, so well done. Six out of ten, I'll be able to study next time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. No worries, thank you. Thank you.